As we head to these last two weeks of Lent, these weeks are traditionally called Passiontide, and our readings and focus for these weeks will especially begin to draw towards Jesus's entry into Jerusalem, which we'll celebrate on Palm Sunday next week, and of course, the greatest three days of the year, his eventual passion, death, and resurrection. One of the things that constantly comes up then as we see this is Jesus's confrontation with the Jewish leaders. They just can't accept that he is who he says he is. And of course, tragically leading to him eventually being put to death with all of them thinking that they're doing the right thing to actually protect the people. I often wonder, why is this? Why do they miss it? I mean, they've got the scriptures, right? Well, our readings today on this Saturday of the fourth week of Lent are actually almost somewhat comical if they weren't so sad into understanding like, why was this missed? Well, today from St. John's Gospel. We get this encounter uh, with the people that are following Jesus who reject him. Some people are saying, well, he's the prophet. He's he's the Christ. He's, he's the one. But others, and we don't know who these others are, but we come to see that they're, they're Jewish leaders. And they say, the Christ will not come from Galilee, will he? Does not scripture say that the Christ will be of David's family and come from Bethlehem, the village where David lived? Well, they of course think that Jesus is from Nazareth. They know him. They know his mom and his dad, as we read in other scriptures. Jesus is from Nazareth and that's from Galilee. And we've read the scriptures and the Messiah can't come from Galilee. The Messiah will be of David's line, and that means he has to come from Bethlehem. So clearly, Jesus cannot be the Messiah because he's not from Bethlehem. End of story. We got it all figured out. That's how we know. Well, of course, this is almost comical for those of us who are reading it 2,000 years later, or of course, for the readers of John's Gospel 2,000 years ago, but of course, they know. Um, small point, Jesus is actually from Bethlehem. And notice, like, Jesus doesn't correct them. He doesn't like, um, hey, stupid, here's something you don't know. He just kind of lets it be. All these people, they think they've got Jesus figured out. They think they've got God figured out. They have, as it were, put God in a little box. This is how God has to work. Let's just say that it is actually true that maybe the Messiah can't come from Galilee or that no prophet comes from Galilee. That seems a little suspect to me to begin with. No prophet from Galilee? But fine, let's give them that. Still, they got God in a little box. They think, clearly we know everything, and Jesus is not from Bethlehem. Jesus is from Nazareth. Well, they, they could have asked. They could have, they could have asked Jesus. They could have asked Mary. Probably the apostles knew, right? <laughs> Somebody could have told them if they had just cared enough to ask. It seems stupid. Why didn't they just ask? Jesus was born in Bethlehem. We know that, but they didn't. Well, maybe... We do the same thing though, and that sometimes we think we've got God all figured out. Maybe we need a little bit of humility or even just a little bit of curiosity or openness. You know, a lot of times we think we know this is how God works. And then when we see some things that aren't what we expect, maybe we think, well, that can't possibly be from God. I know I get this all the time because I'm a very public kind of priest and I, I do lots of, of different things. And so some people know that Oh, well, Father Sean loves the, the liturgy, and he, he even loves the, the extraordinary form or the Latin mass. So he must be some kind of radical traditionalist or some kind of conservative because he's pro-life. Or, well, 
he must be some kind of radical liberal because he likes to go out and, and take care of the poor and advocates for immigrants. Or, wow, uh, he must really be some crazy kind of progressive or liberal because he likes charismatic prayer and he, he likes contemporary Christian music. And it just depends on where people see me. Like, depending on what group I'm with, people are like, oh, he's a liberal, he's a conservative, he's a progressive, he's a traditionalist. Well, I'm a, I'm a radical traditionalist, conservative, liberal, charismatic, pray with your hands in the air, Christian. I'm, I'm Catholic, and Catholic is all that. Sometimes I wonder when people are at my charismatic group, like, oh, Latin Mass, I don't know. Or people that are at a Latin Mass, like, what? You, you, you pray with those charismatic people? Like, yeah, God's all that. Take what's true, good, beautiful, and don't think that you got it all figured out. Don't try to put God in a box. You want to know why the Jewish leaders missed it? Well, they thought they had God all figured out and just couldn't accept anything outside of their little tiny box that they put God in. So where do you put God in a box? Is he maybe inspiring you with something that maybe it's maybe it's not in your comfort zone? Maybe you want to maybe you want to try some of that charismatic prayer, or some of that traditional Latin mass prayer or I don't know, just scripture, rosary, like I don't know. What are you not doing that maybe maybe you could do, which is fully Catholic and it's just outside of your comfort zone? These last two weeks, maybe do the opposite of what the Jewish leaders did and instead of getting boxed into God being one way, well, see if maybe God wants to get you out of your little box. Because in the end, it's not that you put God in a box. It's that you, you keep yourself in a box and it keeps you from being fully everything God would want you to be. So... Get rid of the boxes these last two weeks and see what the Holy Spirit wants to do. God bless you.